a pretty good, uh, pretty good week there this week, Jer. Yeah, it was pretty good. Got out, explored a little bit of the UK countryside, rented a car for the past couple of days, and out exploring some what? of Yorkshire where I am. What about you? What? I thought you were just home this week. Were you on business or something this week? You didn't know that I was in the UK this week? I did not know that, but that's not surprising. You were no, I, you kind of jet set, you know? Yeah, I thought I, I, I thought style. I mentioned that to you, but I guess yeah, not. You gotta, yeah, 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 I'm out here. You feel you feeling all right? You sound like nasally. Yeah, a little bit of a cold this week. You know, got some snow out here, yeah. actually surprising. Got a little bit of a cold. Oh, no yeah, way. yeah. Almost got stuck cool. on a big icy hill in the car, but, you know, I got out of it. In a car. Is because you're trying to drive on the wrong side? Well, yeah, you know how it is. Kind of swerved into the right and uh, spun out a little you bit. Sound and different, and it's a it's a good kind of different. But uh, it's nice to, it's nice to hear your voice. Regardless, Skype is sometimes a little spotty. Yeah, yeah. Did you uh, notice this beard I've got here too? That's just a kind of a new acquisition. Hold on, put your video. Oh, that is a that's a great full brown beard, man. Yeah, one week of growth. And your hair is long and also brown. Also one week of growth. Yeah. One week of growth, and you're just kind of like your nose is different, and a whole bunch of other things. Well, Jer, what's happening? <laughs> Yo, Cal, did you start the podcast without me, buddy? Oh, hey, <laughs> hey man. man, what's going on? What's going on with you? Just Jeremy Enns here reporting for my weekly podcasting duties. Wait, 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 wait. This is Jeremy Enns reporting for no. my weekly podcast duties live from the UK. Uh, what is happening? <laughs> Welcome back to the Open Road Podcast. If this is your first time being together with us, welcome here. We are a podcast that's all about helping you find more adventure in the everyday by sharing inspiring stories and practical tips. My name is Jeremy Enns, and I am joined by... Calvin. And through the power of the internet, we are connected to... Jeremy Enns. Jeremy Enns (laughs) 2.0. This is the Jeremy Enns versus Jeremy Enns episode. And uh, this is this is an interesting one. Uh, I think a few weeks ago on our, I mean months ago now on our listener mail episode, we read a little bit of Jeremy's uh, Jeremy's right. note yeah, to yeah, us. So that. people kind of knew that this was coming. But uh, it's a new year. We thought we'd start off with uh, a kind of a fun uh, a fun interview with my counterpart, my namesake. Like, what are you? You're a friend, uh, an enemy, a nemesis. I don't know. What are you, man? All of those and more. Like well, someone to make me jealous with that beard? I literally have no <laughs> facial hair, man. It's a decent beard. It's a good beard. It's very nice. And he's kind of. You guys are kind of at enemies. You guys have probably been enemies for longer than you realize. Why? Battling probably. back and forth for Twitter. We didn't handles, even know. Email addresses. Yes, that's all true. These different that's kinds true. of things, right? Instagram handles and yeah. Finally, you can hash it out here one on one. I've been looking desperately to get JeremyEnds.com in my name, and uh, she gone. She gone. JeremyEnds has got it. <laughs> So thanks for coming on the show, man. Oh yeah, it's awesome to be here. I think uh, like a fun little place to start was is you actually reached out to me. So why don't you just kind of share with people what kind of either got you to do <laughs> that and, and give us some backstory because there is a little bit of backstory here. There is quite a bit of backstory actually. I don't know how far more than this you goes would back. realize. <laughs> Let's see. It probably goes back at least five years, if not more. Probably more than that. Actually, it's probably closer to seven or eight. And I'm not sure if anybody else has done this. Probably some people have. You just look yourself up on 
Google just to see what comes up. And I was not expecting too much. Didn't have a very big internet presence at the time. And here, instead of my face coming up in Google images, there's this other Jeremy Enns. And at the time, I had pretty long dreadlocks. And I Weird. find this other Jeremy Enns on Google who also has dreadlocks. So I think, huh, that's kind of strange. <laughs> what are the odds of, of just two people, you know, in the same age range with the same name, both from Canada? And then how many people have dreadlocks? And here, two people of the same name have dreadlocks. So that's a pretty big coincidence. And I didn't really think too much of it. Looked into him a little bit, saw that he was on this pretty cool road trip through the States, I believe, right? You got it. Well, all yeah. of Canada and the States, so, but yeah. Okay. And in at around the same time, I had just done quite a long road trip with some friends of mine to go to and do some volunteering down in New Orleans. So here's another kind of coincidence. Seemed like some similar scenarios. I think you were with like maybe three friends and I was also with three friends on this road trip. And so that was kind of that. Didn't really think about it for a while longer, but now I knew he was out there and that maybe one day our paths might cross. <laughs> and so, so bizarre. <laughs> it is bizarre and it gets more bizarre. So then a few years later, I'm in this fantasy football league and one of my friends, I'm playing him that week and he updates his, his picture to a picture of you, this Jeremy ends at a sports game, I think. It looked like in an arena yeah. with with three other guys and you were all kind of like leaning over in the, the seats so that, you know, it was kind of you could see one behind the other. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't I never told anybody about your existence or that I knew of your existence. <laughs> and so I wondered, what is what is he getting at here, my friend Evan? He's got this picture as his profile picture for his fantasy football team, but he hasn't mentioned anything to me. He hasn't been trying to like troll me or anything about it. No hints at anything. So I'm like, what's going on? And so I never mentioned anything to him. And I, I recognized your picture. I had yeah. seen this picture when I had searched myself. And I looked at this picture again. And then it got even weirder. Because right behind you, I was either right behind you or two behind you, was one of your friends is almost the splitting image of one of mine and Evan's friends. <laughs> and it, very, very similar. Like they could be brothers for sure. Right. I thought, oh boy, this is kind of weird. And I think one of the <laughs> other friends even had like a somewhat, this was a more of a stretch, but kind of an appearance to like one of our friend group. Right. And so I thought, okay, this is even getting weirder now. And I, so I never mentioned anything to my friend Evan about this and he ne <laughs> he never brought it up. And I actually only after I reached out to you last summer, whenever it was. Did you ask him why he put was, that photo there? I did, but I don't know if he even remembered anymore or <laughs> he didn't, he didn't like fess up to like right. knowing anything have, about did you. Did you have dreads or, at that time? At that time, I did. Yeah. And so, so I didn't know what he was getting at. If he had just looked me up for something to try and like some embarrassing picture to put as his profile picture for the fantasy team or what, and just had found you instead and thought it was funny. But I don't know why he would have thought that was funny. But anyways, <laughs> it never got brought up. And then I was looking through. So I have a podcast production and management and editing company. And so I was looking through iTunes and sending out emails to potential clients. And here I come across this open road podcast. And here again, Jeremy ends. Super Jeremy ends. And so at this point, I was like, okay, we've, well, I have, no, we have never crossed paths, but I've come across him so many times. I'm just going to send him an email and lay this whole story out there. And so I sent you an email. And then that evening, the phone rings and I didn't recognize the number and I didn't recognize the voice when it picked up, but you were something, said something like, do you know who this is? 
<laughs> I was like racking my brains. I'm like, uh, who could this be? And then it kind of like slowly dawned on me. I was like, is this Jeremy? <laughs> and and it was. And we finally met. Yeah. And what what? How did you feel when I called you? Like, was that? Did you think that was super weird? Because I showed my wife the email, and I'm and I saw your name. It was like Jeremy <laughs> yeah. ends your phone number. I'm like. I I just gotta call this guy. I just gotta, like I'm just gonna straight up call him if he's gonna take this step to reach out. Oh, yeah. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna kind of just meet him there because it's so fun. It, it was and that really is the best way to clear it all up. Definitely. Get on well, the horn. I'm, it was kind of a little bit weird, but it didn't like weird me out. It was just right. like okay, it, this whole thing has been kind of weird. So why shouldn't this be a little bit weird as well? And but I, I was did. not expecting the phone call. Yeah, sure. And I and that's what I was like. I was like he probably wouldn't expect me to pick up the phone, but I'm just going to pick up the phone. I think I think picking up the phone is something that we do a lot less in mm-hmm. our culture these days. So I was just like his number's here. I could text, but why not uh why yeah. not give him a call? Yeah. So anyways, and actually I recorded that call. I, I asked you if I could record it just to see. Oh, yeah, that's right. I don't know. So I don't know. Maybe if there's a good part of it, I'll I'll put a clip of it into this episode, but <laughs> yeah. that's uh that was just really funny. So That's so good. And so now here we are. We decided to get you on the podcast, and but you're totally qualified to be on this podcast, which is even more hilarious because right now you are. <laughs> what do you mean it's hilarious? I started the podcast. I'm kind of adventurous, and he's just like me. So but having yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> having nothing else other than even if his name was Bob Stevens. Yes, you know, totally qualified. And it's totally so qualified, good. and actually doing way cooler adventures yeah. than me right now. <laughs> so I'm just trying to ride on your coattails a little bit here. <laughs> No worries, right on. So, so why don't you tell us a little bit about what, what you're doing? Because I think um, where you are and some of the stuff that you're you're doing is pretty um, is pretty neat and is pretty, I guess, current with what people associate with interesting traveling and working abroad and kind of making your living kind of being a nomad. So why don't you just walk us through mm-hmm. a little bit some of that stuff? Because yeah. I think there's a lot Love of people who are that. interested in, in the type of lifestyle that you're living right now. Yeah, definitely. So I think to start off, we have to go back a little ways. Well, okay, we can go back a long ways and say that I've, you know, some people, some entrepreneurs will say that, you know, they were the, the ones who had the lemonade stand when they were five years old and all that and just knew that they were like an entrepreneur from the beginning. And that wasn't necessarily me, except I knew that I did not like working for other people for a long time, but I never really realized what kind of options were out there or, and I was Mm. pretty shy growing up and still am definitely an introvert. Don't like necessarily approaching people, something I'm growing out of now, but for a long time, you know, that's something that you kind of have to be able to do as an entrepreneur. So I never really identified as that. And a couple of years ago in 2014, a friend and I went on a cycle touring trip in Europe and so that was a three-month trip through Iceland, and then we flew to Oslo and cycled down to Croatia. And is it all downhill? That, like you can just coast that? Well, it's pretty flat that <laughs> okay. way, which is nice. I think that's a pretty flat part of Europe, which was good. And after that, then I backpacked through the Balkans for a month to Istanbul, and then flew to meet up with my girlfriend at the time in Asia, and then we traveled through Southeast Asia for another four months. And so, kind of at the time. I had just been working, doing some landscaping before this and tree planting and just kind of jobs like that. I'd done the little bit of volunteer work, like I said, over a few months in New Orleans. And kind of this trip was, you know, the classic kind of find yourself kind of trip. I don't know what I want to do with my life, so I'm going to go travel Mm -hmm. and hopefully it'll all come to me. And it didn't, 
which I think is the norm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think uh, you have to travel for probably years at a time if you actually want to like come home with a concrete idea of what you want to yeah. do. Hmm. And even in, a, even in one year, I think it's too short a time to really process all your experiences and start putting together any kind of plan. So yeah. came home and went back to another season of tree planting and... Then my girlfriend was, we were thinking about where we wanted to live together. I was living in Vancouver at the time. She was from Nelson, BC, and we had met tree planting. So we didn't really have a, a common base. We were thinking, where do we want to go? And we were having real trouble kind of deciding where any of us wanted to live. Yeah. Neither of us wanted to live in Vancouver, but we were kind of based there at the time. And so I needed to just get a job while we decided. And so I got another job landscaping. And she ended up going traveling then to New Zealand that winter. Hmm. And so I ended up staying at this landscaping job, which I thought I would be at for like a month and ended up being there for close to a year. But the first day I showed up and at most of my previous jobs, you couldn't listen to music or iPod or anything like that on the job. But this one, go there the first day I see, oh, other people are listening to music. That's cool. Second day, bring my iPod, listen to music and kind of like, yeah. Yeah, you know, music's all right, but it's kind of boring. And then I remembered, oh, yeah, I used to listen to audiobooks when I had another job like this. So I th went home and started looking up audiobooks. And I had been looking up like kind of classics that were in the public domain that you could get for free because I didn't yeah. want to pay for Audible or anything like that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then, I, and at, at this point, I'd never heard and I'd never listened to a podcast. And that night, I kind of thought, oh, yeah, I've heard, I've heard about these podcast things. I wonder what's out there. I've never listened to one, never even looked one up. So I go online and find I started looking up kind of entrepreneurial based podcasts and internet business podcasts realized yep. that whoa there's dozens and dozens of podcasts on this topic mm -hmm. and a lot of them seem and with a wide variety of niches I guess or focuses so I was looking for more creative kind of right stuff like that and I'd been getting into photography over the past few years at that point I'd gone to school for sound engineering and record oh, production cool. And so that was back in 2011, and I worked in uh, or interned in a, a studio for a year, and you know made a couple albums and stuff like that. But really wasn't willing to sacrifice do the 14-hour days in the studio every day sure. of the week. There's too much other stuff that I needed to mm -hmm. be satisfied, and so that had kind of gone by the wayside. But and so now I kind of got into photography, but was still into music both like making my own and for other people. And so I was looking at creative kind of entrepreneurial kind of stuff, been just starting to get into that. And basically after that, I downloaded a bunch of podcasts that night. And for the next year, I ended up listening to like eight hours worth of podcasts a day. Wow. And later on audiobooks, once I found out that my library, you could borrow audiobooks just like any other book for free. Huh. So that was a pretty cool discovery. So I, and I listened to them all at like one and a half or two times speed as well. So I was just like absorbing, just consuming, just, pounding oh, as possible. Yeah. And so really, that's really when things started to take off. So I'd kind of been getting a bit of a sense of where I wanted to go, kind of with a photography kind of angle here back in fall of 2015. So I've been looking at ways to kind of set that up as an Internet based business. Because at this point, I'd realized that what I was really looking for was a location-independent job. And so I'd been kind of looking into, obviously, the internet makes that possible. Yep. And so different ways of doing this, selling courses and affiliate marketing and all this kind of stuff. And had been aiming to do that with photography. And so I'd been really pursuing that. And 
then I actually at the start of last year, I joined a online community, a membership based community called Location Indie, which is well, now the two guys who started are friends of mine, but they set it up there. They have the two top travel podcasts on iTunes, I think. One is oh, cool. Zero to Travel and the other is Extra Pack of Peanuts. Hmm. And they also have a third podcast now called Location Indie. So anybody who's interested in this kind of stuff should definitely check them out. Yeah, and sure. so I joined yeah, I joined this website and basically it's at the time it was a, a lot more it was pretty small when I first joined. And it was a pretty even mix, I think, of people who were already location independent and people yep. who were aspiring to it. Now is it's the idea to... just to share uh, share stories and advice with each other. Yeah, so it's 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 got a mix of travel and business. Cool. And really, yeah, nice. you can. And it was eye opening to see how many different ways people were making a location independent living. Mm-hmm. And I, you kind of there's the the very classic kind of content marketing and build a course or whatever and do affiliate marketing and that kind of stuff which is great because you can apply it to pretty much anything if you're an expert in it and you can become an expert in pretty much anything <laughs> if you set your mind to it. Mm-hmm. And if but, you just say it enough times, I am an expert at this, <laughs> exactly. then everyone's going to believe you. <laughs> but there's a lot more options out there. And a lot of people I know on there are like selling physical products and doing stuff like that through Amazon, which is something that to me seemed kind of out of reach for just uh, one person show kind of thing but right, right. I, I don't think it's, it's something i'd like to explore further but don't really have the time to devote to that now but it seems like it is definitely doable for a person and i know people bringing in you know tens of thousands of dollars a month through that who've built it up over you know a few years but mm-hmm. so that's an option too and there's just all these different ways that people are doing it so that really provided me some inspiration a boost and so at the the early part of last year i was really still focusing on the photography stuff and then Jason from Zero to Travel, one of the founders here, just I think it was in one of his podcasts, made some offhand reference, and I was just listening to it. He wasn't even talking to me about podcast production. And I had thought about this before and, and editing and that kind of stuff. And I thought, oh, yeah, I went, I went to school for this. And like I record bands and all this kind of stuff. That's so far beneath me. Like <laughs> it, It's like I, I, I'm too good for this, basically, was my thought. Right. And But then he made this comment this time, and it just clicked. And I was like, I'm working a landscaping job. Like I could start getting clients today and be location independent within four months. Right. right. And it was like, oh, I don't, it doesn't have to be like the perfect job. It can be right. something that can get me started. And would I rather be here landscaping, waiting and building up this perfect thing? Or would I rather be doing this? And I can still be working on photography or whatever else it is while yeah. traveling anywhere else. So hmm. I got my first client pretty much the next week. And really? at that point I was like, okay, this, it's going to happen it might not be, you know, as soon as I would like, but it's it's going to happen at some yeah. point here. You're moving and, in the right direction. Yeah. And so it took then, it was a long, it was probably a month before I got the next client and another month before I got the next. So then it was going pretty slowly and I was kind of wondering like, oh, okay, this is, how long is this going to take? And then I think it was three or four months in, I got, I think, a new client on Monday, another on Tuesday, another on Wednesday, another Thursday, and two on Friday, all in this wow. just explosion. It was like, whoa, okay. That's amazing. And, and so at that point, I was already part-time at my job. And when I when I set my goals for last year, I had written down that I wanted to be self-employed by the end of the year. And I wanted to go part-time on my job in June and quit my job in September. And at this, when I wrote down these goals, I was still thinking photography-based. So it was really funny to me that I ended up achieving the goals, but not even in a direction that I thought or that I was aiming right. for. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and at both times, when I went 
when I said to my company that I wanted to go part-time in June, I was kind of, it was, it was a leap for sure. I was thinking like, I, I am not making enough to like supplement that yes. day that I'm taking off or two right. days that I'm taking mm -hmm. off. But maybe I was kind of maxed out on time. Like I was working all evening and all weekend and couldn't really do more. And that was just like yeah. on the actual editing work. So I couldn't really like be doing any outreach to new clients or mm -hmm. anything like building. that. Yeah. And so I thought, okay, maybe if I actually have an extra day, I'll be able to grow it faster that way. So right. like, okay, well, I'll take the leap. And then again in September, it was the same thing where, uh, well, actually I submitted my notice in, I think maybe it was even the start of August and I gave them a month's notice and I said, okay, I'm just going to do it. And uh, my girlfriend and I had broken up over the summer and we're still good friends and everything. So that's good. But, uh, you know, I kind of... No, we don't really want to get into that. <laughs> can we just plot? No. <laughs> you know, when you go through a breakup, you can kind of feel restless. And I was really sure. wanting to travel at this point. And right. I'm kind of thinking like, how can I do this though? I don't have much savings. I can't afford the plane ticket and I can't afford to live over there. I'm not, I can't support myself location independently yet. And then I realized, oh, well, I have like 150,000 miles so I, I could get the flight for free and then I thought again about this so I'm doing some house sitting right now and I heard about this house sitting website a couple of years ago yep. and just hadn't had an opportunity to use it really hmm. and thought okay well flight's taken care of and housing's taken care of those are the two big expenses with traveling mm -hmm. totally and so it was kind of like dawned on me okay well even if I don't have I'm not making enough to fully supplement what I was making at my day job. Even if I make a thousand dollars a month or something like that, I can probably break even or it's live off my savings enough for three months. And if I have, if I make no money, I can come back home and find another job. Sure. So really at that point, it just kind of went all in on it. And it's actually been worked out kind of just as I'd hoped that the more time being able to actually work on my business kind of seven days a week and full time has paid off. That's so cool. And does that bring us up to now? Today? So that brings us up to now. So now I'm in, Amazing. I've been in the so UK. house sitting. Yeah, I've been in the UK for the past three months since the start of October and at three different places in the UK in Liverpool, Norwich, and now just outside of Leeds. And this house sit wraps up on Thursday and then I'm heading down to Portugal and Spain and then Morocco. There's so many neat things in there. And one thing that I love is like that problem solving of figuring out okay well wh where am i going to stay because staying mm -hmm. somewhere is expensive but i mm -hmm. imagine you're getting paid to house it no it, or so you this don't one, get paid it, to house I, it sometimes? i think some people i think some people do charge for it but the website that i'm through is called trusted house sitters yeah and it's based in the uk so that's why i'm actually here because it's very easy to link up multiple there's yeah. by far the most places in the world yeah, in the right. uk so and most people on there i i think some people do charge but I see it being really hard to justify charging when there's sure. hundreds of thousands of people who are willing to do it for free. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Oh, sure. But I mean, the other that's that's an amazing thing because you are essentially getting paid, right? Because you'd be right. out X dollars by not being able right. to do that. So I love that principle of mm -hmm. instead of worrying about where it's going to come from, you almost ask a different question. That's like, right. how can I? It's yeah. Just it's like the opposite question. Yeah, it's like, oh, how am I ever going to pay for this? Well, it's like, how am I? how can I find something where I don't even have to pay is that yeah. out there? Yeah. And then here, mm -hmm. here it is. And you're obviously in someone's house and you're, you have certain responsibilities, but I don't know. It seems pretty cool. So I, I really yeah. like that principle of asking a different question. Uh, do you, uh, so how, how does the house sitting thing work? Cause because, um, 
you're there fairly long term. Are there short term options as well? Yeah, like just for probably, a week or something. Probably the most common would be even weekends. Oh, and there's just yeah. there's just tons. There's so many opportunities, and the site is growing really fast. And so they send out uh, an email twice a day, I think, and with all the latest postings. And there's yeah. probably like 30, 20 to thirty new postings in each email. So hmm. let's let's just say fifty new postings a day, and these are all over the world. So that's quite a bit of opportunity and there's like a lot of people on there so you are competing with people and i think once you gain a few like it goes off you know the review system kind of thing that right. most of these online services go through and once you get some good reviews i've actually had a few people reach out to me and i haven't even contacted them and they've asked me if i would be available hmm. to come house it for them one was in ontario somewhere over christmas i can't remember what if it was guelph or where that's but, right by uh, me man i work in guelph okay I, I can't remember where it was, but yeah, they had reached out to me for, I don't know if it was for two or three weeks they were looking for someone, but I was over here anyways. Yeah. What's the process to also be, to get your, I guess, your trusted certification when you haven't done any? Is there like a, a reference check or? So, yeah, you you can get external references, which, so I got just friends and people that I house sat for off the website just even for a weekend and stuff like that just to yep. you know write a quick you, you, mm -hmm. and you can you it's through the website so you have to request it to their email through like the arbitrator kind of so they can kind right. of judge whether this is spam or not sure yeah and then you don't have to but i think it helps to get a police check and which is i don't know i, I think depending on where you are it might be free or it might cost like 20 bucks yeah something yep. like that Worth and doing. so yeah i think that really helps and then the other thing, I think a lot of people, they say that having like a video on your profile really helps. And so I just made a little video kind of introducing myself and stuff. Yeah. And that I think has has worked well. It's been good. Now you have, now you've mm. probably have some ratings on the site or whatever. And now, yeah, now I've done, so this is my, this is actually my fourth because I did one locally in Vancouver where I'm from just for, well, I guess it was about a week just to kind of, it was actually just down the street from my house, just to kind of get a get a review and, and try it out and see how it was, was going to go. It was my grandma's house because I needed the. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But needed yeah, the so I got the got the review through there, and now I've got a few more. And she was away yeah. on vacation. I went. I logged into her account, gave myself the review, and <laughs> so, the first. And, and how long have you been kind of traveling for? And when do you plan to stop, or is there an end in sight? Yeah, so now I left, I think, October 4th, so it's been a little bit over three months now, and yeah, yeah I was in Prague for just a few days, actually. I had, My bike was stuck there after the bike tour last time, because okay. to ship it home was going to cost more than the bike was worth, so just sent it to a friend there, <laughs> and so finally picked that up after two years, then I've been in the UK <laughs> and in, the, in Ireland a couple of times, and then, yeah, down, like I said, to Portugal and... Spain yeah. and Morocco for probably the next two months, then maybe a month in Scotland, and then probably back home after that. So hmm. I think probably sometime in April, maybe early May at the latest, I'll be heading back to Canada. Nice. Perfect. Uh, one thing we, we talk a little bit about this podcast in terms of adventure in the everyday is, you know, there's times when people are on awesome adventures like what you're doing and they're traveling and 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 they're doing that and then there's the other stuff that how do we you know if we're not doing that type of thing how do we find um adventure but we don't actually ask the question that often okay so if you are doing traveling if you are 
on one of those more grand adventures? What What's the most, like, where are you finding the most meaning? You talked a little bit earlier about how, you know, sitting at home, there just wasn't doing enough for you or you didn't feel like you were you were getting enough stuff done. So are there things that are particularly meaningful for you when you're traveling abroad and seeing new places? I think that's something that I'm still working out. So when I did the cycle tour a couple of years ago, that was a much different trip than this one, obviously. So that one was really quite disconnected. We, my friend and I camped pretty much every night and mostly just wild camp, like not in campgrounds, just wherever we could pitch a tent on the side of the road, kind of. And so we were out in the country and just kind of moving every day and on the bikes. And it was a really awesome way to travel. But this one is much more like being at home in a way. And it's just a completely different experience. So there we were probably the longest. Well, I guess we were in Germany, the longest out of any country for three weeks, which is a fairly long time. But Germany is a fairly big country and we were moving all the time. And some countries we were in for like a day or two days, three days, something like that. So that was much different than being in one country here for three months now and yep. going to be close to four by the end of it. And definitely having the house as well. At times it doesn't feel like traveling. Sure. And so I think like in the past couple of days, like I kind of mentioned in the opener there, I rented a car and just got out and saw some stuff. So right now I'm here with my bike, but I don't have a car. So it's kind of hard to see anything yeah. too far out and I can go into leads and stuff like that but you know it's you can see the city go in a couple times and there's not too much more to see and there's a lot (laughs) of cool kind of outdoor stuff that i'm really into like hiking and all that kind of stuff around here so i wanted to kind of actually get out and see the stuff at some point so the past couple days just took the days off work and said okay i'm just looked at the map and said okay where do i want to go see before i leave here or what am i gonna regret not going out to see when i leave Mm -hmm. and so just picked a few places And I think that's really in this type of travel, I think that's really important because when you are in one place, it's kind of like being at home often. Like you have to really commit to actually going out and doing stuff because it's easier just to stay at home and, you know, bum around on the computer or watch Mm -hmm. TV or, you know, even just going out and hanging out with friends, whatever is is good. But, you know, you it's nice to get out and actually go do some kind of cool stuff once in a while. So I think that's something that I'm just kind of getting the hang of now a little bit is actually, you know, booking it into the calendar a couple of weeks in advance or something like that and saying, okay, these days I'm taking off and I'm going to go do this and yep. go do a bit of a further afield adventure. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So yeah, that's something that I'm kind of getting onto now. How have you found, uh, you, you kind of mentioned earlier that you're like you have an introverted personality and that was something that maybe you wanted to, I don't know if you thought that you, you need, yeah, needed yeah, to yeah. change that going into an entrepreneurial lifestyle. But I mean, you have in a way, like you, mm-hmm. you have been growing your own business and along with that becomes or come some changes that you need to make in uh, in who you are. And have you uh, have you kind of done that? And how has that affected the way you're now living? Like, because you're, you're on your own and it can be yeah. lonely at times, I'm sure. But you're, um, you know, you're getting out and meeting new people. Yeah. And for me, like speaking from an uh, introverted person, that's like, that can be tricky at times for sure. And mm-hmm. out of my comfort zone. Yeah. I think probably the first, my first big trip a couple of years ago did a lot to kind of start getting me out of my shell a little bit. And mm. I think, so that one I was with, I was always with someone other than the the month that I was backpacking in the Balkans. 
And now this trip, I think, has done a lot more being on my own. I think traveling solo definitely is a completely different experience. Yeah. And I definitely noticed the first, uh, let's say, week, maybe. I was in Liverpool three weeks, and I think the first week I barely left the house. And I Mm. was, well, you know, I was working and stuff like that. and Mm -hmm. But was kind of a little... I don't know about nervous necessarily, but almost a little bit like shell shocked, kind of like, well, this sure. like dealing with the jet lag and everything that I hadn't sure. quite adjusted to Settling and kind in. of like, this is like a new lifestyle and this kind of thing in a new place, working on my own, all this kind of stuff. So there's a little bit of that. And then definitely just the introverted, not really wanting to put myself out there and talk to people and stuff like that. And so... A friend of mine who I'd worked with in Vancouver had put me in touch with some people or she'd given me the contact information for some people that she knew in Liverpool. And kind of by the end of the first week, I was getting a little bit stir crazy and kind of just thinking like, I I need to get out of the house here and do something. I'm ready to talk Mm. to people and I I can go a long time without talking to people and be completely (laughs) happy. (laughs) I could I could be alone. But I think. I found at that point probably a week is about the limit (laughs) when I I need to like really interact with people in person and stuff like that. So then I ended up, you know, reaching out to them and ended up going out with them a number of times over the the next two weeks. And I think that gave me, it was such a good experience that it it gave me a lot of confidence to kind of do that in the the next two months that I've been here, kind of reaching out to people. And that is, that isn't something that I I don't know if I would have done that before hmm. or I would have found it very intimidating having somebody's contact information, but not knowing them. And just on a recommendation of a friend, I would be much more likely to just put it off and be like, yeah, I'm OK by myself. Mm-hmm. But I think all the all the times I've done that now have been just really great experiences. And yeah, that's been hmm. been really great. That's good. I like that. I like this idea that traveling has shaken up your sense of home, mm-hmm. shaken up your sense of relationships and in many ways those are pretty adventurous things to have to to wrestle with right are you Mm -hmm. it's it's all that and i think that's one cool thing that we that is so good about traveling right it strips away a bunch of that stuff that we're so comfortable with and allows us to have those new experiences that make us think in a new way um but yeah it's interesting to hear how you're doing it where you still have a home but it's not really home but it kind of is home and there's people and how it all kind of it, it's really interesting because you see a I mean I haven't talked to too many folks who are doing what you're doing so you have one kind of view on what their life looks like or what that lifestyle looks like so mm-hmm. it's really neat to hear that you know when, whenever I would travel to a new town it's like well I'm, I can talk to locals but it's not like I'm building relationships really with them yeah. so you might get yeah. some advice but it's mm-hmm. not like you're um, becoming a really good friend. They have their own lives and their own social circles mm-hmm. or whatever it might be. So it's kind of this weird balance. So I think for you to kind of plop yourself down, uh, it's just interesting to hear your perspective for sure. Yeah, it, it is. And I think part of it, once you get a little bit established in this community of kind of location independent, digital nomads, whatever you want to call them, obviously you could do this probably on your own, especially if you're like a coder or something like that i know that's a very common job Mm. that location independent people have that you might not get involved in a community necessarily but i think it's important to reach out to that and it's generally online based sure which people are all over the world but you realize that if you put yourself out there and ask like oh is does anybody know anybody in this area probably somebody does and a lot of people do since that community is 
so well traveled that they've been through places and met people and have recommendations for where to go and who right. to see and all this kind of stuff. So I've actually one of the I do a little bit of contract work for another podcast production company and we are going to have like a company wide Skype call at one point. And I was doing a little mini cycle tour through Ireland and I wasn't going to be able to make it. So I just posted on the the Slack comment uh, yep. group that, no, I might not be able to make it. I'm cycling through Ireland right now. And another guy comments, he's like, oh, are you heading through Dublin? I said, yeah, I'll be there in a few days. He said, oh, okay, well, call me up and let's go for a beer. <laughs> nice. And so That's now awesome. I've, I've hung out with him three or four times since then, each yeah. time I've been in Dublin and gone to be really good friends. And so- That's awesome. Yeah, you kind of just end up meeting people and it's, yeah, it really makes the difference in a trip, I think. Oh, for sure. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, before before we wrap up, I have two two more quick questions. One is around your podcast production company. I think mm-hmm. it's, you gave us a great uh, sense of kind of how you started. Mm-hmm. Now that you're really doing it, um, can you give us like an approximate idea of kind of how many clients you have and how, or like how how much of your time is taken up by that? And then the other question is a little bit different on your photography stuff. Mm-hmm. What are some of your goals with that? Because you take uh, yeah. unbelievable photos and oh, clearly you're still trying to do some of that. So those mm. are kind of my last two two thoughts. Yeah, so I probably have around 10 clients, something like that. It might be a little bit more, but sure. they're varying. Some are weekly podcasts, some are bi-weekly. And I've also picked up, it's been nice quite a it's almost every month I'll pick up like a bigger project right which is nice but it's on the other hand it's not so nice because you can't really count on it except sure. it's funny because now 3 months in a row I've had big projects that have you know mm. provided some nice income but right um so and is yeah, that I, more like storytelling style podcasts where they have hey here's the 15 things and you're like making like almost like a radio lab or like a, one no. of those types of things or is it, what kind I, of projects are those no, I would like to get into that kind of stuff, but more of it is like entrepreneurs and yeah. brands and stuff like that. Okay. And yeah, my big thing, like I I realized this probably last year when, and for years I had struggled with this idea of, so I was into music, both writing and producing, and I was getting into photography and I'd always had an interest in video, which I've just started to explore in the past couple months a little bit. Yep. And I was thinking like what what is it there's something like it's all the same it, the every time i would start something it was like the principles are the same it's just like a little bit different maybe editing mm-hmm. program or different medium but but what is it and kind of last year it struck me it was like oh it's it's all storytelling in in different ways yeah right and i realized okay like that's i kind of identified maybe as a, a record producer or a photographer or stuff like this at different times and i realized no 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 it's i'm all about storytelling but I like being able to do it in different ways, whether it's for myself or for other people. So I really like working with people who are about authentic communication and storytelling, and especially with like brands and stuff like that, because you get so many, you just read any website and it's just plain and flat and there's no personality. And Mm. that just turns me off immediately. And I think podcasting is for the most part better than that, but I work on a few that are, you know, pretty bland. And so the ones I really enjoy working with and what I try to push people towards is, you know, being themselves and really letting their personality drive the show. Hmm. And so, yeah, that's, that's my, my focus with that. And so, yeah, probably around 10 clients and that probably takes up 
right now, since Christmas, it's been a little bit slower. I would say on average, maybe three days a week, hmm. but I don't, I don't work really full days. Like I'll, sure. which is, I don't know if that's, you get your work I, done, but it does not necessarily, yeah, which yeah. I don't know if I'm happy about because then I spread it out <laughs> over the whole week and never actually take any days off. Right. Right. Which, but, but I am not working like really hard all day, every day. So I, I don't know. We'll see how that goes. This will be a little bit interesting. Yeah. Going yeah. down and to the next few months and traveling. That's really helpful. Bit harder. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, the main, the main reason I ask is because, you know, for people who are starting to do this, I'm like, okay, well, like for me personally, okay, I'm good at editing podcasts. I just had a kid, you know, a friend, not a kid, a friend of mine come and ask me, hey, I'm thinking about starting a podcast. And like, I sat down with him and consulted with him for an hour and a half. And like almost everything I said, uh, not everything, there were lots of things I said that he hadn't thought about. So it's like, Mm -hmm. oh, here's some good stuff. So I'm like, Mm -hmm. okay, so I can put on my website, I'm a podcast consultant and I can tell people what they need and this, that and the other. And so to know that just to start supplementing your income, it doesn't Mm -hmm. actually take, oh, I need 50 podcast clients that I'm editing week in and week out and grinding. Uh, so I think that's really helpful, and that's and that was why I asked. So, I uh, yeah, I love where we're at right now with podcasting because it is still a very new thing, and and kind of mm-hmm. being here where us three are in it, just kind of we're, we are kind of at the ground floor with it. Like there are no rules and no like yeah massive companies that are dictating how it should be done. It's very DIY still, and it's just a it's yeah. a cool place to be. And and we're I think we're gonna be pretty entertained seeing how it moves forward and how it progresses. Yeah, and just to be a part of it, man. Just to be a part of the community. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is cool. And I, you're talking about your your digital nomad community. There's totally a podcast community. And mm-hmm. again, you reach out to someone, say, "Hey, I have a podcast." Like, oh, cool. Yeah. Like instantly, it's you want to come on our show, perfect. And it's all this neat. I've never paid a guest to come on the show, and there's yeah. you know decent people who are willing to give us their time. Oh, I'm yeah. like, man, mm-hmm. it's so neat the connections. Uh, the connections that we're making. So, yeah, and then you guys were asking about photography as well. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and so that I think I've realized too. I, I guess it's you know you kind of move along and figure more and more things out. And in the past, I was very inclined to. I think we're all kind of taught, you know, you know, what do you want to be when you grow up? And it's yes. singular all the time. And I realized this was probably one of the the first big breakthroughs I had a few years ago was. I realized that I didn't want to do one thing that no matter what it was, if I, I didn't want to be a record producer full time. And when I realized that, that was kind of like, man, if I don't want to do that full time, like I don't want to do anything full time. Right. Right. <laughs> and so I realized, okay, for me to actually be fulfilled in whatever kind of work I'm doing, I need to do a bunch of different things. So I hear even still last year when I had been re- working on the photography, it was kind of still like a, yeah, this is what I'm focusing on now, but I don't want that to be just the one thing so at this point now I've got the podcast stuff going and the photography is kind of now I've got some more time to work on that and I'm not quite sure where I want to take it I've been really going through a bunch of my photos and I just signed up for a stock agency and have been going through that and that takes some time but one person I know it sounds like she makes maybe maybe five hundred dollars a month through her stock photography I don't Mm, know so good she probably has yeah, she probably has a few thousand images up, and it ta- it definitely right. is is tedious getting sure. them up, doing sure. all the keywording and stuff. So, like, I know I have thousands of images that I could put up there, but it'll that'll my one of my goals for this year is to get a thousand images on the stock agency, and I mm-hmm. think I've already got close to two hundred now in the first two weeks of the year. So, I've been off to a good start, although I think with the the traveling, that's gonna take a back seat for a little bit but that's that's, awesome. I, that's my big goal with the photography right now is to do that and mm-hmm. i Make was passive 
Yeah, I was blogging pretty heavily last year regularly, and that's dropped off as other stuff took over the podcasting. I yeah, your email list get... was pretty was pretty active. I mean, I think you sent out an email almost every week with photo tips. Yeah, so. yeah, that was yeah every week I was, and now I haven't really had so much time for that, and so it's kind of been reassessing. I guess sure. I've been constantly reassessing where the best place to spend my energy mm, is, great. and that's a I think a constant kind of struggle because there's so much awesome stuff to that I could be doing <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. like, and that's yeah. kind of the neat part of it right? like if you're if something's working then you can just mm-hmm. keep pushing on it and then if it starts to die off you can explore other yeah. areas because you have to and then and, make that work yeah and I think kind of once you I think it's really hard to get started probably in in any business and especially the the whole location independent thing it's kind of a big leap and there's not a lot of like information out there on it you kind of have to DIY it and talk to people mm-hmm. and listen to podcasts and stuff like that. It's not like you can right. just easily enroll in some course or something like that. Although there, are, I think there are some pretty good courses online as well. Neat. And But once you figure it out once, you kind of realize that a lot of that stuff is applicable to anything. So yep. I think it, it's a, a, a big jump to get into it. And then you realize, okay, I can apply this to all this different stuff. And it just kind of opens up from there. Hmm. That's neat. Jeremy, thanks for coming on the show, man. This was great. I think yeah, it was really fun to uh, fun to connect and to uh, make a make a new friend. And next time, if you're passing through Toronto, you know, let us know. Yeah. Um, I, I love yep. the way we just kind of opened up some of the conversation <laughs> around around this stuff because there's so many people who are interested in it, mm-hmm. and we could chat for again, like you say, you could start a whole podcast on some of that stuff. But it's yep. neat to hear the adventures that you're on and and some of the stuff that you're learning. And uh, and just thanks for sending me that email. That was great. <laughs> no, no, I'm glad I did. Yeah, well, it's so encouraging to you just reach out. I mean, I mean, I know there's there's got to be Calvin Berry's out there. That's a there's seems gotta be. like a more common name, maybe. Oh, that's offensive. <laughs> <laughs> My name's more new, unique than your name. Is uh, it though? He, I don't I, know. I think as. We, the three of us here, are illustrating. He's got the stats on his side as of now. He's got the stats on his side right now. Yeah, there, there's two and there's lots of, right here. There's lots <laughs> of ends in the Mennonite community, right? So I there think, sure uh, are. So there's bound to be. But Barry, where's that last name from? I think Ireland. So, anyways, anyways, that's another conversation for another day when we get Calvin mm. Barry on the show. <laughs> I then will, and then we'll have you pit you guys against each other all before you on your show, and we'll try to figure out who's the <laughs> most interesting person. Uh, so anyways, Jeremy, thanks again for coming on yeah, the show. We'll we'll connect people to the stuff that you're doing. And uh, we're going to post some of your photos on our Instagram, if that's okay. I mean, yes. I don't know. If you're no, that is great. Things. But we'll we'll get make sure that people can uh, can connect with you and because uh, you're doing some great stuff. So thanks again. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right, man. We will talk to you soon. Jeremy ends citizen of the world. <laughs> <laughs> See ya. All right, hey everybody, this is Jeremy, and I just got an amazing email this evening. And the email was from Jeremy Enns, who lives in Vancouver. And uh, at the bottom of his email, which was amazing, uh, was a phone number, and I'm going to call it right now. Let's see what happens. Hey, Jeremy, how's it going? Good, how about you? Good, you know who this is? 
No. Uh, it's Jeremy calling. Oh, <laughs> hey. <laughs> Dude, I got your email. This is the most hilarious thing. This is unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good, hey? Oh, my gosh. Like, too rich. Hey, um, I do want to let you know, if it's okay with you, can I record this call, this conversation? Yeah, definitely. Or if you want to do a Skype, um, that's cool, too. Yeah, this is. Th I think this is awesome. Just kind of totally kind of spontaneous off the cuff yeah but um okay so just to kind of set the stage here i got this email from you today and we have like 80 not only do we share the exact same name we have like 15 million things in common <laughs> yeah I th i'd noticed a little bit of that uh myself like i cannot i don't even... know that i'd counted quite up to 15 million but uh <laughs> what what are you up to right now where do you find yourself um, I'm in Vancouver. Yes. A nice evening out, and just kind of getting ready for the week, winding down on nice. the weekend. Nice, nice. I just what about you? Finished up a, a podcast episode and have it uh, uploading to SoundCloud right now. Oh, okay, nice. So, um, man, I this is just so serendipitous of you to send this this email. It's so great. <laughs> yeah, I um. I because I'd, I'd seen you well, you know, quote unquote, seen you yeah, yeah. before, come across you, and I was at the time I was like, mm, I wonder if we'll ever meet. Like yeah. it seems like it would happen. Yeah, totally. Somehow, like it's it's we're we're in somewhat of the same circles. Yeah. You know, on opposite sides of the country, but like you know, still close enough. Um, and then so since. That was like a number of years ago, and then I was kind of in the back of my mind. I was like, "Yeah, I should probably like at some point. It would be just interesting, funny to get in yeah. contact and, well, and, and, and it's, see." It's kind of funny to me that you mentioned that you sort of like took yourself off Facebook and kind of eliminated your internet presence because I yeah. definitely have Googled myself before, similar to you, and I didn't really come up with a whole lot besides myself. Oh, okay, yeah. So kind of funny that you that you found me through there, which is kind of cool. Yeah, that is funny. <laughs> so, yeah. So just going through this list of things that are similar. So um, you do a lot of podcasting and audio stuff, which is awesome. You had dreads for like eight years, which is longer than me, which is probably one of the crazier coincidences. Um, yeah. Yeah. The wild. You've been on road trips with like a bunch of your friends, which is kind of totally cool and then we even have friends who look the same well and it's and there's a couple other connections that i think are even crazier so yeah. um i got married a couple of years ago and my wife's family is out in vancouver okay so in terms of possibilities for us to even meet one day those are are quite yeah. high which is cool mm -hmm. and then i don't know if you you mentioned going down to new orleans to volunteer with mds yeah so I don't know if you knew this about me, but I've been to New Orleans to volunteer with MDS. Oh, I didn't know that. I know I'd seen um, an article in like the Mennonite yeah. on one of your other trips or something. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what it was specifically, but I didn't know that you'd been to uh, New Orleans for, for MDS as well. Yeah. When what, was that? Uh, that was, I think, just a year before you went because it was in, when I was in grade 11. And if you went in 09 then uh, I think I would have been the year before. It might, actually, it might even have been that exact summer because that was when I was heading into university. You know what? It was okay. summer 09. So do you huh. know, like, Jordan, was he there? 
a guy named Jordan and a guy named um, Rudy Graber? No. They wouldn't have been there volunteering? I don't think so. No. We, so, yeah, I went, what year did you graduate? 09? Yeah, high school in 09 and then university in 2013. Okay, yeah, I graduated 08 and I went with school in 08 okay. in spring, but that wasn't to New Orleans. That was to um, Pass Christian. I was about um, to say, I was trying to think of the name, and I, it just came to my mind when you said it. Uh, yeah, so were you at the Past Christian site? Because that's the exact site where we were. We probably, like, slept in the same trailers, man. This is wild. <laughs> yeah, so that's where I went in 08 yeah. for just, like, uh, a week. And yeah. then we went for two months in 2009 after um, after we had – well, that was a year after we had graduated. And then we also went in 2011 for two weeks. Wow, that's awesome. And the second two times were both in, in New Orleans, and the first one was in Past Christian. Man, so many weird connections. So are you, like, did you grow up in the Mennonite Church then? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah cool. in uh, Edmonton, Saskatoon. Man, nothing like uh, Prairie Mennonites. There there are many. <laughs> oh, no. There are many. <laughs> and, uh, and it's funny how uh, how well-known they are. I, uh, I went out for lunch with this uh, photographer who I've looked up to for a while and didn't really know. Like, I knew a little bit about his backstory, but he's you know, probably forties and we're, so we were having lunch talking about like business and photography. And, uh, then at the, towards the end, he's like, so are you Mennonite by chance? And I was like, uh, yeah, how do you know? (laughs) And, uh, he's like, Oh, I went to, um, uh, Briarcrest in, uh, and then some Bible college in Winnipeg. And I was like, what? Wow. And, and uh, so he's like, oh yeah, I know all the Enzes and Duix and all these, like, list starts listing off Mennonite listing names. Listing off all like, the Mennonite what? names. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Man, that's wild. Wild. Yeah. Crazy. Well, anyways, I thought I would, uh, I thought I would give you a call. And, and funny that you, like, keep, kept bumping into me in totally random fashions. Like, yeah, you found our podcast on New and Noteworthy? Yeah. How far down on that list are we? I'm curious. <laughs> um, well, it was not in the not. The, I, well, I don't even know if there is an overall new and noteworthy. There right. probably is, but it was under the society and culture. And category. probably Canada. Um. Well, it, it might filter it based on, because I'm searching Canada, but with podcasts, I kind of doubt it because they're not really geographical. Uh, so okay, here I'm looking at it here in new and noteworthy for society and culture. You are on the fourth row down, and there are eight uh, eight shows per row. Nice. So not that far down. And so what? What like did you read the name, and then you were like, oh, this sounds like something that I heard of from years ago, like with the no, whole like open I, road I, thing, or were you just clicking through? Well, I went, uh, I was clicking through it a bunch because I was just like scouting, sending emails to a bunch of podcasts. Oh, right. Um, yeah. Because you do Wondering if people might be, yeah, interested in, in production help and editing and that kind of thing. And so I was like checking out websites and stuff like that. And yours definitely caught my eye because, you know, the title and everything um, kind of, you know, jives with what uh, I'm into. Yeah. And then when I went to the website, then I saw you and I was like, what? As if <laughs> it's freaking Jeremy ends again. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> well, how did you find our site? I'm curious uh, for an outside perspective. I like it. Yeah, I really like it. Yeah, where's the uh, the picture the the cover picture? Is that Iceland by chance? 
Uh, I don't know. Don't tell anyone. It's stock photography. Okay. <laughs> that one is. I was all, like, wow. The cover one, I don't know where it came from. All the rest are done by a friend of mine. And, uh, okay. uh, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking I might do a bit of a refresh because there's so many good uh, photographers out there that if I connect with someone out to do all my cover photos, that that's kind of a fun thing to refresh every couple of months. Yeah, well, I'm a photographer as well. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> Maybe saying. we found the right place here. Yeah. No, so, all right, that's cool. Good to know, good to know. Yeah. So, any, anyways, I thought I would just, uh, you know, try my hand at giving you a call because this email was yeah. too good and there's just way too much <laughs> amazing stuff in it for me to, like, yeah. sit down and respond. I saw your number there. I'm like, I'm going to call this guy right away. Yeah, awesome. I'm glad you did. Is, is this your cell number? Yeah. Okay, cool. I'll throw well, it's it. my, my main number. Your yeah. main number. Okay, I'll throw it, throw it into my phone and uh, we can keep in touch that way. Maybe we'll do, I don't know, a podcast interview or I'll yeah. definitely send you a text next time I'm in Vancouver. But yeah. Oh, this is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, we could we could keep talking for a while, but uh, I it's, you know, 1038 on a Sunday night, so I might oh, need yeah. to need just get this podcast uploaded and wrap it up but uh so good to yeah. uh to chat with you man this is so yeah, serendipitous and whimsical i like it <laughs> it is good awesome all right well cool. take care and let's keep in touch yeah that'd be great we'll chat soon jer yeah see ya cheers and jeremy ends everybody the coolest uh guest uh to ever come on the podcast i might uh share this email with our podcast listeners at some point but uh, very cool to chat with jeremy who uh took a bold step and reached out to me via email and uh now we're friends how cool is that uh i think that's all for now signing off